Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, That Time When edition. And of course, if it's That Time When, we have to throw it back with the founder himself, Tom Bellingham, who has been alive for almost 100 years. Tommy, welcome, <laughs> you baby-faced 100-year-old. I have. I've seen. I remember back in the day watching the 1950 British Grand Prix. <laughs> I was there in the crowd. Of course um, you were. <laughs> sarcasm, of course. Well, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for clarifying. Just so just clear case, that up. Just in oh, case you never know these days with sarcasm. No. People can sometimes just completely miss it. Well, thankfully, we're not throwing it back 100 years because F1 didn't exist then. But uh, we're going back to the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix. Now, we have just had the Canadian Grand Prix. And usually we reflect before a Grand Prix weekend, but we thought we'd reflect after this time because it's when Jensen Button won F1's longest ever race. It went on for a very long time, didn't it, Tommy? I remember... 84 years. Sat (laughs) (laughs) Sarcasm. Uh, I remember being sat there, red flag, red flag, all sorts of delays. It was uh, a proper day event, wasn't it? It was. Normally, they're so strict with schedules. I mean, Monaco, for example, if you remember this year, um, I hope you remember because it wasn't that long ago, um, but that they put the timer up, didn't they? And it was like, right, we need to get this done now. Um, but this went on for what felt like, yeah, half a day. <laughs> and this was one of the reasons as well that we, we now get the timer coming up and the very rigid uh, amount of... Uh, duration it could be paused for and things like that although there are some strange confusing regulations around it and when it counts and when the timer starts when the timer doesn't and I think there was a bit of confusion actually at Monaco Uh, but either or let's take a look back 11 years ago to what Formula One was like back in 2011 and it was Sebastian Vettel dominating a comfortable lead in the championship uh, arriving at the Canadian Grand Prix Uh, and the last race uh, was indeed Monaco where we did a podcast on it. So it's almost as if we have planned and scheduled these things. But yes, it was very much Red Bull era, Sebastian Vettel winning everything. Yeah, 143 points. Next up was Lewis Hamilton on 85, quite early in the season. And yeah, Vettel just was looking unstoppable, really. Uh, We kind of went through a little bit more uh, about 2011, in our Monaco one, so go listen to that if you haven't. I'm sure you all have, of course, though. (laughs) It's like when you're in a 30-year-old relationship and it comes to Valentine's Day and you just say, see last year's card for details. That's (laughs) that's the kind of uh, vibe it it gave me there. Uh, So let's look at qualifying, first and foremost. Uh, And it was a Sebastian Vettel pole. uh, Shock. Always was uh, in uh, in these times. And he was ahead of Alonso and Massa. And Jensen Button, no reason why we are including him here, uh, was down in seventh. Um, if you haven't actually seen this race, would very much recommend watching the highlights. It's only 14 hours long, uh, but <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the craziest races as well as one of the longest ever races, uh, especially in the hands of, of Jensen Button. Indeed, yeah. He was, uh, so his teammate Lewis Hamilton was fifth. Jensen Button qualified seventh. Um, not the, the greatest qualifying, um, but... Things are about to get crazy. Oh, lovely. Teed it up. (laughs) Let's go into it. Uh, Let's beginning at the race. Let's beginning. Let's begin at the race start. Uh, So shock horror. uh, The safety car 
was the uh, car to lead um, the field away uh, as there was heavy rain, hence one of the reasons and the main reason for it being the longest ever race. And the safety car came in on lap five. So a few sighter laps, unlike we saw last year in Spa. Uh, it wasn't as bad as that, you'd, you'd have to probably say. Um, so the safety car came in on lap five and Sebastian Vettel led away and Hamilton made contact with Mark Webber at turn one. <laughs> he did. Uh, if you listen to our, if you listen to the Monaco one, you'll know that this is obviously coming straight off the back of Hamilton. We had a couple of crashes in 2011. And I think we even alluded to it in that podcast, didn't we, that his season started to unravel there. And then this is just another uh, incident incident if you want to quote Charlotte Claire uh, and yeah Hamilton just went for an absolute dive bomb on the first corner of a wet race a very long wet race um, doesn't make those kind of mistakes these days but uh, 2011 Hamilton made a lot of <laughs> a lot of errors it has to be said and uh, yeah just completely overcooked it uh, and collided with Weber. yeah full-blown send uh, Weber was round. Hamilton carried on for for a little while, didn't he? Um, <laughs> a little while. <laughs> it, it was. I say that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, that was one of many incidents uh, that went on. Uh, the next one, probably being at lap number eight. So only three laps after having a, a lovely little co- collision with Mark Weber, uh, Lewis Hamilton and Jensen Button come together in one of the strangest teammate collisions I think I've ever seen, where. Jensen Button, every time I watch this back, it just looks like Jensen's put Lewis in the wall. Thank you. It does look bad, every doesn't it? Single every time. single time. Like, it, I, without fail, I mean, I don't know if he just hasn't seen him, but he knows he's defending. I, he can, he's looking in the mirror. And the, the crazy thing as well is there are pit board people yeah, hanging yeah. their, uh, you know, the positions of whatever they're in or whatever, literally where the collision happened. Yeah. Debris flying about. You just just throwing it out there. If that's Michael Schumacher, this incident is more sus. I think people people will be saying he's put him in the wall, dirty driver, all this kind of stuff. I think Jensen gets away with this one a little bit. I mean, he does himself admit that this one was on him because Lewis was alongside, and you do naturally kind of go towards the left, don't you, in Canada. Uh, after you've come out the final chicane. But Lewis was, yeah, alongside and Jensen Button just closes the gap. It does look like he's looking in his mirrors, though, from the from the video. You can see him looking in his mirrors. Dare I say there's not that much spray, but we, we of course, will never know what it's like to drive a Formula 1 car in the wet. So, in the wet. I love how you're in the wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just covering uh, myself there. But, yeah, it, yeah. Does, it does look a little sketchy for me. Um, obviously, of course, Jensen Button is never going to admit, yeah, I saw Lewis coming through and I put him in the wall. And I don't no. think he would have done. It would seem very risky to do it on your own teammate where there's not really a lot to game. It's not like he's fighting him in the World Championship. So I think it was just a lump stroll moment, not looking properly in the mirrors and just no awareness and just driving him into the pit wall. Yeah, it seems just more like a misjudgment. I don't yeah. think you actually tried to put Hamilton in the wall. Did he get a penalty for that? No. No, he didn't. Um, Very odd. But he gets a penalty later. (laughs) Very soon after. Uh, In fact, yeah, so Hamilton was out, his left rear completely and utterly blown to smithereens. uh, And the safety car comes out 
And then Jensen Button not getting a penalty for the uh, collision with Hamilton, but in fact gets a drive-through penalty for speeding behind the safety car, of all things. Uh, so that takes him relatively out the equation, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. It's... Especially with it being behind the safety car as well. Uh, where does it drop him to? Pretty much last? Or... Uh, yeah, it drops him right near the back because um, it's still the early stages, of course, as well. So. Um... Yeah, he's right yeah. right near the back at this point. So he's at the back. Uh, and then a huge rainstorm uh, appears uh, on lap 19. And some drivers gamble on intermediates. As I think we mentioned, was it in a podcast? Uh, our latest podcast, in fact, I think you said, Tommy, that every single time... Oh, yeah, we were reflecting on George Russell going out on soft tyres and qualifying. This was one of 100 examples of Jensen Button throwing, throwing the dice... Uh, and seeing whether or not <laughs> an intermediate uh, risk will work out. So Jensen Button and Fernando Alonso uh, gave it a risk uh, onto intermediates, uh, but then obviously the huge rainstorm hits, which caused um, a red flag, uh, well, firstly a safety car, uh, because the drivers on inters were forced to go back to full wets. So this was a time that it didn't work out for Jensen Button. Uh, and then the safety car came out on lap 20, six laps behind it, and then the race was suspended because it was very wet. Indeed, yeah, it's, it absolutely annihilated it down. It was, it was it was good on inters at first, and it was one of those situations where it looked like it was the right decision. Um, but it, it, it was just one of those situations we've seen it a few times in the past where it just immediately becomes sodden and you can't really see anything. Uh, and there's moments, there's certain moments, isn't there, in races where you just know it's going to be red flagged, where you just look at the the, the rain coming down, and you're like, there's no way they can carry on, even on wet tyres. It's just too ridiculous. When you can't see the cars through the spray, that's right. when you know, probably going to not yeah. last too much longer. Uh, and it didn't. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so six laps behind the safety car, red flag went out, and it was delayed for over two hours. <laughs> Yes, this is why it's the longest race in history. Uh, normally, I know it's quite early, but we have seen races end quite early before. Um, but fair play for them. I, I mean, c- can you imagine like someone like Jensen Button thinking what, how different uh, this could have been if they'd just gone, yeah, red flag, end the race, half points, whatever. Um this would never have happened or been a legendary race. It would have been just an annoying race because we would have been robbed of a race, but two hours, I can't remember. I don't think there's ever, well, I doubt there's ever been a race because it's the longest race ever. Were the teams doing all the kind of silly, they were doing all the silly things in the pit lane, weren't they? Uh, Yeah. I remember this, this would have been when F1 was uh, in our, in our country on the BBC. And I remember, you know, the cameramen would just zoom in on, um, like random like wildlife and stuff around the track and <laughs> talk about things like that and you know the, the classic paper boats and that kind of thing but yeah two hours it felt felt longer <laughs> when you're watching it because i mean that's that's the length of a whole grand prix longer than a grand prix normally yeah um and we just were waiting boats and things going down the pit lane and a very strange uh, moment uh, for F1 fans, but it wasn't Spa 2021. We got back underway and the order was Sebastian Vettel first, Kamui Kobayashi, Sam Howard, wet merchant or whatever Twitter would have called him back then <laughs> uh, to get up to P2. That was Felipe Massa, Nick Heidfeld, Vitaly Petrov, Paul Resta, Mark Webber, 
Fernando Alonso, Pedro de la Rosa, and Jensen Button. And then we had another crazy moment. Obviously, one of the great parts of a wet race is that transition period. Uh, so all the drivers were, of course, on the wets to begin with. But then they started to pit for inters again. And <laughs> the collisions had not ended for a certain Jensen Button because on lap 37, Button collided with Alonso over 10th position, causing another safety car. And not only that, but Jensen was then demoted to 21st uh, after he got a puncture. Yeah. So the chicane um, after, what would it be, turn five, six chicane? Would it be technically? Uh, No, Mm. turn three and four chicane. Mm. I think it is technically, yeah. Turn three and four. Uh, Alonso, Jensen Button sort of, Alonso's come out of the pits, Jensen Button stuck it down the inside and bit ambitious in a in a wet race he spins Alonso around and he gets beached on the curb can't go anywhere so another another collision for Jensen um and at this point uh he's like you say he's pitted for a puncture and it's actually his fifth pit stop at this point uh in the race including a penalty so four pit stops and a penalty He's in 21st, and I think he said this a few times uh, in interviews that he could see Ron Dennis, I think, on a big screen looking very annoyed. Um, the fact that one of his cars was out the race, which his other car took him out the race. And then uh, Jensen in the other car is down in 21st and last. Not a great, not a great. Um, race for McLaren. To play is it an body. unpopular opinion to say that Jensen Button was just wiping out all of his contenders? <laughs> oh, where? We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wipes out Hamilton, wipes out Alonso, beaches him on the curb. Does he get a penalty for that one, Tommy? He, no, he doesn't. So the only penalty, <laughs> the only penalty he actually got in the race was speeding. speeding. The speeding behind the safety car which is absolute insanity. Both of those in 2022 Formula One is a stonewall penalty for Jensen yeah. Button. Uh, anyway, uh, we, we move on. So after that collision, after Button pitting again for a puncture uh, from his front left, uh, the track continues to dry um, and the drivers start pitting for slicks and Jensen Button somehow starts looking very quick and makes his way up to fourth when he was in 21st after his puncture, may I add. Yeah. Um, there was also a great moment, was it before or after this, where uh, I have to include it, Michael Schumacher getting himself up into P2, uh, where he was passing, I think it was a Sauber and a Ferrari. I think it was yeah. Kobayashi and Massa, was Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, Shoot God, me. tingles. When he was, he just looked good and just passed both of them in the same. I was like, this is it. He's finally going to get a podium. I know. It's painful, but this is... Yeah, Shumi was great in this race. Uh, he, he had flickers of moments at Mercedes, and it's typical of him that in a crazy wet race where you've got to... You know, he was known as the rainmaster, wasn't he? And uh, he was right up there. In this race with... Um, Sebastian Vettel was miles ahead at this point. Uh, yeah. Schumacher and Weber were really close together, and Button... Uh, was closing up, but not really a chance for a podium until another safety car. It's <laughs> crazy. I'm just reflecting back on the Shumi move, to be honest. I just remember, I think it was Kobayashi and Massa were fighting and we had an onboard 
And then all of a sudden, Shumi just got the greatest traction just before the hairpin at Canada and passed both of them on the run down to the hairpin. Ah, chills. Absolutely amazing. Um, so, yes, uh, the track continued to dry. Um, and then we got another safety car, which was the sixth one, the sixth safety car of the race, Tommy. Is that correct? That was. It was Heidfeld battling Kobayashi. They collided and there was so much debris on the track. Uh, I don't know why I said debris, like uh, debris, American debris, debris. either or. Um, yeah, sixth safety car p- period of the race. It's just insane. No <laughs> wonder it crazy. was as long uh, <clears throat> as it was. Uh, so the safety car restart for the final few laps. Do we know how many laps are left at this particular moment? Uh, not many. Uh, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but I remember it being... Uh, let me see if I can find it. Resumed Quite on lap 61. Uh, okay, and 61. it was a, I want to say, 70-lap race. Yeah, so not long yeah, to go. Yeah, not long to go. Uh, so unfortunately, that scuppered uh, a few plans, didn't it, um, for Shumi? Was yeah, it Shumi I mean, Shumi, was was a, Shumi had a guaranteed podium if the safety car had come out because Button was unbelievably quick, but the gap was so big because he'd had all these issues and crashes and penalties and whatever. So he was out of it, but the safety car was an absolute savior for button because he'd gone through all this and then found himself fourth in probably the, the, the McLaren wasn't the best car, but it looked unbelievable in those conditions. The, the kind of wet, dry um, was great on its tires obviously we would never we'll never know how good hamilton would have been in this race because he got wiped out early but button was looking so quick and then finds himself safety car restart with the three leaders in front of him in a really really good car and yeah. literally has a chance to uh, win a race unbelievable lucky stars so yeah. he passes shumi which um was serious pain um and then sets off after Sebastian Vettel in the lead and it literally came down to the final lap of this 27 day long race <laughs> yeah for Sebastian Vettel to make an unorthodox error i think it's fair yeah. to say didn't expect to see that after unforced his really unforced obviously you know there is still a wet there are wet patches uh, around this track uh, still on the last lap of the race, but it's by no means wet like it was earlier. And uh, yeah, he, Vettel makes a, a mistake into, was it around turn six? Turn area? six, yeah. Dips a wheel on the... It's, it's, at this point, it's a classic. The, the whole track is soaking wet, but there's a dry line and they're all on slicks and you, you don't want to get slightly offline because... It, it's just ruining just your race. Just looking at it, the, the it's, mistake, it's the tiniest, yeah, it is minuscule. The mistake. mistake he makes is probably one third of his tire is off that dry line, and bearing in mind it is literally a dry line, and that's it. Uh, and that just made him slide on the final yeah. lap of the race, and it allowed Jensen Button to take the lead of the easily the craziest race of his career, uh, and probably one of the craziest races that will ever be. driven by anyone um and yeah so he won the race (laughs) considering how many times he fell to the back of the field 
Well, he spent more time in 21st place than he did in first place in the race, <laughs> which is insane. Um, I think what I, I remember thinking this at the time that it would have, it was a shame that Vettel made the mistake as well, because Button was so quick, he would have got DRS going into the last chicane. So it could have been a final corner for the lead, and which that, imagine that. that. I mean, it's still it's still epic, but but imagine. But then I guess you'd argue that that Vettel would have felt robbed that he just breezed. And DRS also, could he, have, could he have? I don't know. But he might have been able to pass, but obviously, depends how close he would have got. And there was one real dry line. It was a bit wider, I think, actually down the straight that he could have gone for a move. But yeah, it wouldn't cars. have been a given, would it? No, but he did breeze past. Uh, Shumi and and stuff that he was looking unbelievably quick. So we'll we'll never know because obviously Vettel made the mistake. But what a ridiculous, ridiculous race! So there were a lot of F one records that were broken throughout yes. this uh, this Grand Prix. Yeah, so we had most pit stops by a winning driver in a single race, which was six, including a penalty. (laughs) Winning a race was six pit stops. Um, The most times the safety car has been deployed in a single race, which was six. And then, uh, obviously, with the title, uh, it's the longest race in history. It was four hours, four minutes, and 39.537 seconds, which also means that it has the lowest average speed which is almost, uh, you could argue, a crazy one if you didn't look at how long the race was. Uh, the average speed, um, because there was that delay for so long, is only 46 miles an hour for, for a Grand Prix win. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. That's mad. Did that come up? Because that used to come up back in the old days where they'd have the, the, like the winner speed, and the yeah. average speed they did. Uh, oh, I don't think it came Imagine up. Imagine tuning in for the last five minutes and yeah. just seeing that like average speed, 46 mile an hour. Like <laughs> what Grand Prix is this? Could have won it in my road car. What's going yeah. on? Uh, so we've obviously touched upon it. Button's potentially best drive, one of the best. Yeah. I mean, granted, he did drive incredibly fast. Whether I'm going to say incredibly well is mm. another matter. He, he wiped out two potential <laughs> drivers that could have done well, both of which, in my opinion, were his fault. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the most flawless or probably the best drive I've ever seen by any stretch. I think it's, if anything, if we're going to go there, incredibly lucky. Yes. There's no uh, way Martin... he's not winning without six safety cars coming out. Exactly. Martin Whitmarsh. Uh, the McLaren team principal said, I think this is one of the best wins in the history of F1, let alone his. Good joke. And yeah, maybe I'm, I'm glad it's not uh, not just me. Uh, and then there are other people out there that probably think this. It's an incredible race. but And, it, and it's the kind of thing, we see this a lot nowadays, the driver of the day is the, the most entertaining, not necessarily the best driver. And can can you consider a great like people some people would say like this is the best drive in f1 history um and it's like he's taken out two of his competitors he's got six safety cars to put him back in the race imagine social media if this was lewis hamilton or max verstappen <laughs> uh, that had that had won a race where like let, let's picture it this year because the the you know max verstappen takes out charles leclerc takes out Perez, has safety cars all the way throughout the race and is driving not particularly great. 
um, and then wins it at the end. Every, like everyone, even me, would be saying that is the luckiest win <laughs> ever. Um, so yes, he was very, 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 very fortunate to win, even if it was an incredible thing to do. Um, it's a once in a lifetime thing. I don't, I don't think this will ever happen again in Formula One. So it's yeah, just me neither. What wild? <laughs> me neither. Um, no disrespect, you know, no. Jensen did his, did his thing. Uh, but, and yeah, one thing I would no say means. is this, uh, this race, um, similar, <laughs> the exact opposite thing happened to Hamilton in Monaco where his season just spiraled downwards. Jensen Button, it has to be said, was absolutely brilliant in 2011. Um, probably spurred on by this crazy race, and he just went, um, obviously, there was no catching Vettel uh, at all. But Jensen Button finished second in the championship, uh, from what I remember being quite comfortably um, for, and was just really good, like really consistent, um, easily the second best driver of the season. And, you know, to beat Lewis Hamilton in the same car, is no mean feat. So yeah, Jensen Burton finished uh, second in the championship on 270 points. In fact, this this is just a summary of how much Sebastian Vettel dominated. So you had Jensen Burton was second on 270, Mark Webber 258, Alonso 257, and Hamilton 227, and Sebastian Vettel won the title on 392 points. Oh my. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> dominated, uh, to say the least. So, but yeah, Jensen Burton was was great that year. Just picking up podiums all the time, and looked like the second best driver of the year. So, fair play to him. Fair play indeed. Uh, it's funny that you say about social media and how they would have reacted. I mean, just look at Imola twenty twenty one and how Hamilton benefited from a red flag caused by his teammate, and everybody was up in arms about how lucky he is. Imagine having an extra five safety cars to help you out as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, a good, a good example. Right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tommy, uh, for listening to this wonderful That Time When podcast. Hashtag WTF1 podcast. If you want to submit your own ideas for That Time When, uh, we do listen. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Give us five stars, a great feedback, whatever you want to do on whatever audio platform you are listening on. And we'll see you very soon for another That Time When. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.